Hello and welcome to Tell Me About Your D&D Character, a podcast where people get a chance to talk about their characters from different role-playing games. I'm your host Jeremy and today my guest is Zach Hall, the improver and real-life agent of chaos. He's also one of the members of the Dungeons and Drongos podcast. Uh, I've already had Paris and Luke from the podcast on and hoping to get Suzanne on as well. Um, If you haven't checked those episodes out, feel free to go back and have a listen. Um, I had a lot of fun talking with Zach and then got to play Among Us with him and Paris and a few other of their friends. And I can confirm he truly is as unpredictable as you'd expect if you listen to this episode or if you've listened to any of Dungeons and Drongos. If you haven't played Among Us yet, uh, finish listening to this episode and then get all your friends to play it with you because it is so much fun. It's like Werewolf or Mafia, but with mini games. And if that doesn't appeal to you, then I'm pretty certain you're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. <laughs> I it has taken over our weekly D&D nights particularly in ISO uh, simply because it's a lot easier to set up um, and it's just so relaxing and you can get through like 20 games in a quick short period of time anyway we're not here to talk about Among Us because that is this is not the Among Us podcast this is the Tell Me About Your D&D Character podcast and we will be getting into my conversation with Zach So not too exhausting, I hope. No, no. It's good because then it's like still fresh in our minds. Yep. Because if we did part one and then took a break and then did part two, I have a terrible memory. I, I can't imagine forget. being able to do that. If you took a break each episode no. and having a full week between it, you'd have to have like a recap almost as long as the first episode coming into yeah. it. Yeah. Or I'd have to listen to it, which I don't want to do. <laughs> no, there's not enough time, honestly. I have... I had a hundred episodes of podcasts to get through and I managed to get it down to 17 by playing on time and a half speed. And it nice. loses, it, it helps being in lockdown where I can't go anywhere. So um, I just have a podcast on, all. but you know, <laughs> getting by, I've started a podcast or another podcast. So it's, um, it's keeping me. That's busy. pretty cool. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah. I listen to so many that I couldn't, listen to ours as well without having to stop listening to another one but then i don't listen to it because i do it so yeah you already know what happened uh yeah (laughs) what other do you listen to any other actual play podcasts uh i used to listen to i forgot what it's called it's like really big Uh, they play dnd we're gonna narrow the brothers uh adventure zone adventure zone yeah um, I used to listen to that, but then when we decided to do this, I just made a conscious choice not to listen to any other ones because then I didn't want to like be influenced by that. Yeah. You don't want to do something that they've already done. Yeah. Cause I'd listen to theirs and be like, oh, that was so cool. Like I'm going to do that in my one, but then it's just weird just copying someone else. Yeah, and it's really tricky because I know a lot of what uh, you do with the, the the show is improv. Even just listening to something and not planning it, they'll have that idea in the back of your mind just as, oh, this is a memory that I might have had and it'll pop yeah. up in a, in a scene. And then it feels yeah. like you're ripping off even though you might not even remember where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to do that. Like if someone was like, oh, you just totally, when they went into the cave and did this, you went into the cave and did the exact same thing. And then I have to explain to everyone that I just have a really bad memory. I can't remember. <laughs> you just kind of, you're going off the, the seat, flying by the seat of your pants with a lot of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which is cool. I do like, uh, I do improv outside of the podcast anyway. Like I do, I'm part of a big hoo-ha, which is like an improv company. Mm-hmm. So I do that every other week. And then I do the podcast in between. So you're kind of improving every week. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty fun. How long have you been doing that for? Um, I started at uni about 10 years ago. Oh, like seven years ago. 
but I only started getting like proper paid for it maybe two years ago. That's right. So the podcast has been two years now or so it was about the same time. Oh it was, yeah. It was about the same time, which is good. I think the podcast definitely helps as well. Yeah. It's like a, a practice. Yeah. Of, pretty uh, much. Coming... Sorry if I've seen the cat is trying to climb on me at this <laughs> point. She's extra... she's 16 years old and very needy. That's perfectly understandable. Hopefully she's not going to purr and actually come through on the recording. I don't mind if she does. No. When I was 16, I was incredibly needy as well. (laughs) I still am. Uh, (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Well, let's talk. I mean, having improv every week basically means that when you're doing the podcast, you've always got a chance to, um, to, you know what we should do, actually? I'm literally just finished for all the listeners at home. I just finished recording with Paris. So um, that's why we're not really actually talking about what podcast Zach is on, which is Dungeons and Drongos. Um, So maybe tell us a little bit about the podcast itself and uh, what the idea behind it is. Oh, yeah. Um, So it's called Dungeons and Drongos. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast set in fantasy Australia, which is really just... A, like satirical parody of Australia and all the we kind of feel like we're living in a lot of the time anyway yeah I think that's why a lot of the politics in the show seem to line up with the actual politics of Australia yeah but I think it's a nice way to like get things off our chest and stuff and obviously Australia just has hundreds and thousands of deadly animals so it's the perfect setting it is. It's basically, you go through an Australian, um, I guess, a fauna book, and it's like reading a monster manual sometimes. You have a platypus that can kill you, but also lays eggs. It's like, yeah. yes, that's um, that's standard Australia. Right. It just doesn't make sense half the time. No. And on the podcast, you play Plank. Yes, I play tiefling fighter Plank, who is, I don't know. I don't know what he is. <laughs> That's a good way to describe him, actually. I've I've got written down here, he is an agent of chaos. That's probably the best way to describe him. Now, he just, he has no plans. No wants, no needs. He's just there doing stuff. He's kind of an, an Indiana Jones. He has no plan. He just kind of does what feels right at the time. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, I, I honestly have no idea why he does half the things he does. It's all just reactionary. Is that kind of your impro training coming through where it's just like, I've got an idea, let's go with that. Um, or do, is that something that you've built through Plank? Is that something you want Plank to be like? Um, <clears throat> when I originally envisioned Plank, he was like <laughs> more of a hard ass like grizzled always had a plan Mm -hmm. and that just did not work at all because i think luke said something and then i just said something off the cuff and i was like well i've completely ruined everything i had planned so this is just how it is now yep and um i mean you've listened to it like we used to drink a lot in the early episodes until i forgot what it was we went to Rat's Nest. Yeah. And Luke was just so, like, so incredibly drunk that we've never drunk on the podcast again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke mentioned it. Yeah. Before that, a lot of Plank's decisions were based on me being drunk. Mm-hmm. And now Which you're is... just rolling with it? Yeah, I feel like I have to live up to that because it's just, I set a tone mm-hmm. and now I have to just adhere to it. Which is annoying sometimes. But it does create some amazing moments of comedy, always in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I think um, some of my favorite moments when Plank goes back and remembers some of the stuff he's done. <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know why I started doing that. I would just start saying like, someone was a doctor once and I was like, oh yeah, Plank's a doctor. He's got a master's degree in this. And I would just start saying 
things to see what I could get away with mm-hmm. to see if anyone would be like, no, that's too much. Just stop. But they never do. So Plank could be a god at one point. Eventually he might be. Yeah. So like, oh, didn't you guys know I'm a deity? Obviously you said before you don't have a, a great memory for some of the things. Um, no, I have the worst. But has anyone actually started taking a recording or obviously there's a recording out there because it's on the podcast has anyone started taking notes of all the things that plank says he is um i i hope not (laughs) we in the last few episodes like since we came back from covid we've had this running joke of um whether or not i have feet or hooves Mm -hmm. which is a good question for a tiefling it is now we have someone updating the wiki page it turns out in like the third episode we address it and i tell them that i definitely have hooves and then just forgot about it mm-hmm. and now we're just arguing about it even though it was clearly stated a hundred episodes ago so it would be handy if someone could write everything down for me yeah just give you Maybe a I list do it. no no you don't have to I kind of like Plank just like saying whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And then everyone just has to agree with it. Yeah. (laughs) It does fit with that agent of chaos. Right. There's a, we had this idea for like Patreon episodes, like really early in the beginning. And there's this episode that I don't think it's available. Like normally it's like hidden away where I'm IDM. And they go to this like hidden village that's for creative geniuses and like just super smart people. And the only reason they get in is because Plank's a member because <laughs> he's one of the greatest um, metal sculptors in fantasy Australia. But like, it just never came back. There's lots of weird, dumb stuff. I want to get into that because kind of one of the things I remember about Plank is that his, his backstory is that he was a metal sculptor. He built weapons basically. Yeah. And then he turned, or I think the people employing him turned one of the weapons against, against the forces. And he was kind of like, had a mass genocide. (laughs) Yeah. So he builds this suit out of dragon scales. Cause like in my mind, I was like, ah, they kind of seem like metal. So he builds this like suit of armor out of dragon scales, but planks, just a reckless idiot so he has no idea what he's doing and he puts the suit on and it's based off emotions and then he gets angry and then just turns into a giant black dragon and then ends up killing like everyone in this town and he's like oh that was a mistake <laughs> and then just kind of runs away mm-hmm. and i think he's just trying to deal with that but then yeah as far as i remember I, that happens. Then he comes to mainland Australia, spends a year just completely drunk as a stunt man, as Evil Ken Evil, who just travels fantasy Australia doing stunts. Then there's a huge period that's just not addressed at all. And then he winds up with G'day and Mackenzie. See, I love that because that totally fits that that more grizzled, serious character that you mentioned before right that he's got this dark (laughs) past and this troubled thing and he doesn't remember a lot of it and then you can also see from that story why he is the way he is now yeah i think he's just riddled with like severe like he doesn't want to remember what happened so why would he he might as well just do whatever he wants to like try and distract himself yeah and it's like if some of this could be true some of it might not be yeah and then i think now he's a bit more like chill with it because they did go back in time and then they met a different version of himself who managed to save his family instead of accidentally killing them as a giant dragon and so i think he's a bit more chill now he and he's like yeah, he knows it's all right. Yeah, because, somewhere out yeah. there, the world is is the way he expected it to be. Yeah, I, yeah, I am. Um, 
had this horrible idea that because Plank went back and created an alternate timeline, so there's two Planks, um, then now there's this, like, uh, company of Planks called the Confederacy of Plank that just monitor time disturbances. Mm-hmm. So there's just thousands of different planks from alternate realities out there oh, just God. working together with absolutely no idea what they're doing. And yeah, I thought it was a great idea. No, I've, I honestly really like that idea. I keep everything that, that plank, every time you say something about plank on the episodes or just now, I keep thinking comics versions, like the fact that he was a stunt man ties very much in with blue devil from dc and the kid devil where they look like they look like devils and they're stuntmen yeah and um the fact this the confederacy of planks it's just the the council of reed richards uh right? from the fantastic four where it's just smartest guy in the universe and there's so many of them but it's plank so yeah i like they'd probably be like one or two who were actually smart who yeah. knew what they were doing but 90 percent of them are just like have no idea what they're doing they're just causing more chaos than needs be but i think um yeah i when i when we do the podcast like when we play in my mind i picture it as a comic book so like i picture the panels as we go and i think that i don't know it comes back to like improv training or whatever it seems like a lot of like chaos but I feel like it's orchestrated chaos. Like it might derail from whatever we're doing right then, but I'm still trying to push the story forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's always an, an end goal that you're trying to achieve that, that aim that you've got somewhere yeah. that you're going towards and all the talking to the NPCs and weird stuff that happens along the way. That's just the fun, but you're always going for yeah. that goal. Yeah. And I think it's good because the dynamic we have is very like, <laughs> like G'day's Paris is always pushing the story forward. She's very good at that, hmm. but she's also great at like working around that and getting towards where we're going. And then Plank is just all over the place, but he's still trying to get there. And then Mackenzie doesn't want to move at all. So the both of us have to like, pull her character along and i think that dynamic works really well so i think plank fits in nicely with that which is cool i think i was i think i mentioned this to luke when i was talking with him that the three characters are very much well this is probably going a little too in depth but you're very much id ego and super ego with um mackenzie being the super ego of no 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 that's not how things operate and um g'day being the ego and then you've got plank who is just pure id so how do I feel now? I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the best description of it I've ever heard. Oh, good. Well, it's thank just you. such a... <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's a dynamic that really works. Because if you had two planks, it just would be a hot mess. Like nothing would happen. Yeah, they just go in different directions. Two G'days. Yeah. But if you had two Mackenzies or two G'days, like, I don't know. It's just a perfect balance of like, like, yes, who cares and no, just all mixed together. Yeah. Which I think works really well. And then Luke's good at like accommodating for all of that. Like he's a good DM. Our characters, I think we all had ideas when we started, but Mm -hmm. like (laughs) Paris is pretty much good, like in real life. And then Mackenzie's, Susanna and Mackenzie are pretty much the same person. And then me and Plank are very similar in a lot of ways. <laughs> should, should I ask what those ways are? Or do you not want to say? Oh, I just have no idea what I'm doing any of the time. Yeah. I'll just say whatever I want to say whenever I want to say it. Yeah. Like never with the intent. I feel like me and Plank are the same in that like we're never <laughs> doing things to be mean mm-hmm. or like offend anyone. But other than that, we really don't care what's happening. Yeah. Just going with the flow and doing what you want. Yeah. 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 And sometimes like 
I mean, I'm a, I must be horrible to work with because in my work, I just like, <laughs> I don't know. I just love to like watch things happen around me by causing chaos. I, guess. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say you're the one that just kind of pushes the, the dominoes over and watches them all fall. But um, I mean, oh, if you're going to say it, then then go for it. A hundred percent. Sometimes I'll intentionally just put, Mackenzie into positions she doesn't want to be in mm-hmm. just because I want to see how she'll react to it <laughs> which is like my favorite part of the show I think a lot of people just enjoy seeing those interactions of your characters in positions they don't want to be in but you as I, I'm not sure whether the role would be just players or actors but I guess play as players you're having a really good time dealing with that that issue or trying to get them out of that issue yeah it is, yeah. And I think as well, because I love, in real life, I love awkward situations. Mm-hmm. Like I love going to parties where I don't know anyone and then just saying like weird stuff and then <laughs> seeing what happens. So me and Plank both enjoy that. But then doing that in the show, I get to see Paris, Luke and Suzanne try and get out of horrible situations I put them into. Yeah. Just by saying weird stuff. <laughs> is there one is there one in particular that stands out to you of they did not see this coming at all and i really put them in it and it was just a joy to see what happened in real life or in the show uh well both if you want to tell them (laughs) yes paris went to her um 10-year reunion like a couple months ago and i showed up and then immediately just separated from her and spent the entire thing accusing people of not remembering me. I told a girl <laughs> that she was my first kiss and how dare she not remember me. Like it meant so much to me <laughs> and just asking people how they were doing and pretending like we'd been friends forever. And that was pretty fun. That was a real life <laughs> plank moment. I think. How many people um, tweaked that you were, you never actually went to the school. Did anyone? Um, no, most of them thought I went there until Paris would come up and then apologize (laughs) and be like, don't listen to Zach. He's just trying to have fun. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, absolutely. And then just walk off and start talking to someone else and do the exact same thing. Um, But as far as the show goes, um, I don't know. I probably when we had to fight the beer holder Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, I can get out of this by using maths, yeah. which um, did not go very well. I think that's the other thing about playing, or like me, I find the actual like combat of fighting in Dungeons and Dragons to be quite the least entertaining part. Yeah. Like the rolling and like, especially like if you're doing magic and stuff like that, which me and Mackenzie do a lot. Um. Like sometimes, because we cut all the pauses out, but sometimes we'll have to stop for like 30 seconds just while Mackenzie rolls to count damage and stuff like that. And I find it very like, I don't know, it's probably because we're doing it more for a show than actually playing. Because when I used to play in high school, I loved adding up all the numbers and stuff like that. But when we're doing the show, I find it a lot more interesting to try and like talk my way out of a situation. Mm Mm-hmm which I feel like inadvertently gets people into worse situations. Yes. Um, But it does work better for that audio medium. Yeah. Like there's one episode where a giant snowman is trying to kill us. And I decided that the best way to stop him was to try and convince him that he was my dad. (laughs) And then it worked. I don't know how it worked, but then we melted him down and put him in a bottle and, I would carry him around with me and and does still refer to him as my dad for a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know what happened to him. I think, I think he came back briefly for a episode and then got killed, but I don't know, just like, it was either try and convince this guy he's my dad or shoot him with fire. Mm-hmm. But obviously <laughs> trying to convince someone they're your dad when they're trying to kill you is a lot more, just ridiculous so that's the one i chose 
more entertaining as well i think yeah exactly yeah so um, when you're playing playing are you thinking about how some of these acts are going to play out like to play to an audience or are you just going this is this is the go-to this is just something funny that plank's going to do and not even thinking about it beyond the next word out of your mouth um i don't really think of it too far ahead yeah sometimes i think like think of whatever i'm doing as a workaround to get wherever i'm going but i really don't put that much thought into like <laughs> even what the response is to what i'm saying because i'll just say things to luke sometimes and then it'll just be back and forth for two minutes mm -hmm. of us just repeating the same thing a true which riff. is yeah yeah um but after that i'm completely blank like i have no idea what i'm doing which i think is the best way to play DD. because like in real life people have no idea what they're doing no, you kind of got a goal in mind, but you don't know how you're going to get there sometimes. So you just fake it till you make it. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's what Plank's doing with his entire life. It's just faking it till he makes it. <laughs> yeah. So before you mentioned that you played D&D in high school, was that mm -hmm. when you first started playing? Is that what, basically what brought you to the game? How long were you playing before you started the podcast? I played... So when I was in high school, I played with a couple of friends, um, probably for about four or five years, mm -hmm. um, just like on and off again, nothing too serious. We just start different stories. Um, but then I didn't really do anything after that. After I left high school, um, I stopped hanging out with those friends. So I just kind of fell at the wayside and then the people I was hanging out with didn't want to play and I just kind of pushed it out of my mind. But then Paris and Luke became friends and um, Luke and Suzanne would play D&D with some of their friends and they invited us to that, which we went to once and it was a lot of fun, but we never went back. And then a couple months later, they asked if we wanted to play D&D and do the podcast. And I was like, yes, absolutely. I just want to play D&D. <laughs> So, the podcast is secondary yeah which i think is um because yeah i did play quite a bit in school so i do know more of the rules than i tend to let on mm -hmm. but i think also that's part of the fun i have is like just clearly ignoring the rules like yeah. trying to tell people that because i'm a tiefling i have no like i'm completely fire resistant mm -hmm. which isn't true at all or just never counting my spell slots and seeing if anyone says anything. Or like misty stepping five times in a row just yep. to see if anyone actually pulls me up on it. Which I don't think they do. No one really minds. I think no, it's just at a point. It makes now. a good story. Yeah, right? And that's what it's all about. But yeah, I think people are willing to like ignore the rules a little bit without yeah. podcast which is nice yeah and not just i think it's um something that dungeons and dragons is actually kind of built for that if you can tell a more enjoyable story for everyone then the rules are just the guideline yeah but if you get a more entertaining night or evening out of that game because you had to break that one rule why not go for it yeah i always felt like because when i played in high school the dm we had she was quite rigid on the rules she was like you can only do this blah 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 and i know it, i always felt like it could have been more fun if she just didn't care about that and then luke doesn't care at all and it is a lot more fun so <laughs> it is more fun the yeah. game that you ran um for the the patreon i think you've run a game since then as well um for the, for yes. the regulars when you're running those do you worry about the rules or is it just story we're just going to be doing PC, NPC interactions. Um, I, when I've done the ones for the podcast, I really only care about the story. I'm not too fast on the rules. Um, but then I think that's a problem as well, because when I was at uni, I studied um, script writing and stuff. So when I write a story for D&D, &D, I write a story from like A to B. 
which isn't the way Dungeons and Dragon works. You need to write like A to Z and then let everyone else figure out the rest of the alphabet. Yeah. You kind of have that which... A option and the Z option. And if somebody decides to go backwards through the alphabet, then you not yeah. have to be ready for it, but you have to be prepared for them to want to try it. Yeah. Which I think is a bit, I don't know. It's a bit weird because as a player, I'm all about like chaos and just doing whatever I want, going all over the place. But then when I'm a DM, rules wise, I don't really care. But story wise, I want it to go like straight and just flush, which is two complete contradictions, I think. Mate, I mean, that's kind of the the point of most adventures that you have a villain in mind. You have some endpoint that this is the success function for the adventure. That at the end of the adventure, this will have been achieved. It might be go out and get a sword. It might be kill the dragon. True. And that's kind of the the adventure itself. There's all different way steps to get there, but that's the the general story of going yeah. from A to B. Yeah. I think that's, as a DM, that's what I struggle with the most is trying to accommodate that structure. But then as a player, it's my favorite thing to completely mess up is that structure. So, <laughs> but yeah, I've DM'd twice now, I think, plus the page. So three, I was going to tell Luke today that I'm ready to do another one because I have an idea. Um, but I forgot. You so forgot the idea week. or you forgot the, <laughs> to tell him? I forgot to tell Luke. No. The idea is, um, I don't know, I, the Dungeons and Drogos, like we really just rip off a lot of movies a lot of the time. Yeah. So Why I was not? just going to do it. Yeah, right? They're already good stories. Plus it kind of gives the player a bit of an advantage in knowing where to go hmm. as well. Um, yeah, I was thinking a Rocky Horror Picture Show episode. Yes. Right. I, I'm so into it. <laughs> I, Me too. Yeah. I, one of the future questions I was going to ask is what do you want to do see next? And if you hadn't said Rocky Horror, I was going to suggest it without yeah. really suggesting it. But no, that no, sounds I'm like it. Super on board for it. Yeah. Because um, my original idea was the Confederacy of Plank was going to be two episodes. Yep. Like Plank's gone missing. And then I was going to bring Tristan, who was a guest back as Plank. But I also thought it would be nice to um, like reach out to all the listeners and get them to record like them saying that they're Plank. Yeah. And kind of like cut it together. So when you have like this army of Planks appear, kind of like in, you know, an Endgame where all the Avengers come. Yeah. And they're like, Avengers assemble. But it's just like 20 people saying, I'm Plank. I am Plank. Yeah. And there's this horrible fight of tieflings fighting whoever. I can just all them say, no, no, you're my dad. That's that's right. Yeah, right. (laughs) There's seven of them. It's like, I didn't think I had this many kids. That'd be it. The enemy would be one giant snowman. Yes. Like 20 planks trying to convince him that they're his children. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Cause I do like the idea of like audience participation as well. So does that, you're saying you were going to approach Luke and say, I'm ready to, I want to do another episode. I want to DM. Would that scratch the itch for you to, to run a game or do you feel like you want to, play other systems play other games out like socially outside of the one that you record uh, i would love to play outside of the one we record yeah like because it's more like story driven and more of like a performance than gameplay it'd be nice to actually play a proper game every now and then because luke and suzanne play D outside as well um but i think it would be nice to just actually play proper D without having a microphone in front of you and trying to figure out whether or not people are enjoying it and stuff like that. But then there might be more rules and dice. That's true. Maybe I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be fun. I just wondering if um, you were playing in another game, would you have another character in mind or would you just kind of build it based on the world, based on the other people in the party? 
I um or would it just be Plank 2.0? I love making characters. It would probably turn into Plank 2.0, to be honest. Um I really like Tabaxis as a character. Mm-hmm. Um especially Tabaxi monks. I think they're like just super cool. Yeah. Um so I'd love to make like a proper serious one of them who's just actually there to be good and have a goal and fight people and stuff. But I use the D&D, like the um, system of creating a D&D character is what I use for if I'm writing a story or something. Mm-hmm. I'll use that. And then I have the dice on my table. So like if I can't figure out what a character should do, I'll just roll and then see what happens and then be like, okay. That's a so, good idea. Uh, for, yeah, for I think writers. it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, because if you get do get that, this was a massive success, this was a massive failure, suddenly you've got a really interesting plot point to, to build off. Yeah, and it's like stories don't... I know you want all your stories, like all your heroes and stuff to like win all the time, but I don't know, if you're rolling the dice, then they might lose and then that's a lot more interesting. Well, they might win all the time and then you have to deal with that and it's like... I feel like it takes a little bit of the pressure away, but it also makes the story, like the possibilities get a lot bigger because I feel like when you write a story, it's very linear because that's the nature of a story. But then once you include like dice rolling and stuff like that, it's just like possibilities are endless. Yeah. It's that agent of chaos element. The random number generator just changes all your plans. Yeah. And yeah, I just I think it's a really helpful tool, like outside of D and D, the randomness cool. of it. Yeah, and having yeah. to deal with those weird situations that yeah, exactly weren't expecting this. Well, now I've got to deal with it, and I've got to learn how. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a lot more fun when I'm creating things to use. I think that's a way D and D influences me outside of the game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I would definitely like to play a game where. I get to create a couple of characters that are nothing like Plank. Yep. So you'd rather be another player in a game rather than running one yourself? Yeah, definitely. Mm. I find running the game like super stressful. Yeah. Um, there's just so much to keep track of. There is. Um, but I'm also one of those players. There's some guys in my work who play and they like, they'll build a character and then that character will die, but that's fine because I've got five more characters ready to go. I'm not one of those guys. Like, if I have a character, I want to see it to the end. Mm. Like, I want them to level up. I want them to get better and grow as a character. Whereas that, like, throwaway ability isn't something I've ever really enjoyed. Yeah. So you'd rather kind of design them take on board the events that happen to them during the game and like have a goal in mind for like a journey in mind for the yeah. character. Yeah. And What's I think Plank's journey then. I have no idea. <laughs> I thought it was like, I don't know. I think it's cause when I started, I didn't have like a firm idea of where Plank had come from mm-hmm. because yeah, I didn't know anything about him. So, like, as it's gone on, I've learned things about him, like what he likes and stuff like that. But I think the only real ending for Plank that would be suitable would be, like, like him dying. <laughs> yeah. Just any death or, like, a glorious, glorious, um, self-sacrificial, saving the world type of thing? Oh, yeah, definitely self-sacrifice. Yeah. But probably for something dumb, like... Yeah. <laughs> the last know. ham sandwich or something. Yeah, like he gives it to someone. Yeah. And then gets shot in the head or something. But I also like, I don't know. I keep saying when Plank's playing, just this idea of him like really enjoying baking. Mm-hmm. And he really enjoys like the idea of owning a cafe and just little things like that. So I could also see Plank just like they go to a village one day and there's a cafe for sale and he buys it. And he's just like, yeah, this is what I do now. Yeah. I just live in this cafe. He's got, it's one he's, or the other. 
he's at peace with everything suddenly. So there's kind of those two options and you can see him going either way depending on what happens. Yeah, but other than those two options, I can't really see anything else for him. Yeah. Like, but I don't know how the show will end or like if it ends or... It'll be weird. Uh, yeah, it's hard telling where he's going when he doesn't really have any purpose mm. in what he's doing except for creating chaos. It does seem like he's kind of already had a bit of, a bit of, um, I guess, character development, like you were saying earlier, when there's they went back in time, met a, met yeah. a different version of him. It's like, well, he's he's changed a little bit because of that. Yeah, I think. Um, I think that's a really interesting episode as well because then you see what he was like. Like, he was this nice, like, pretty straightforward family guy who, like, didn't really drink, didn't really do anything. He was just, like, happy to be working. And then now he's just this alcoholic, crazy man who will just take his clothes off at any point or try and have sex with people for no reason. He's and kind then, of the uh, the horny bard without being a bard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I think going back in time showed that he has changed as a character. And then obviously coming back and then I feel like it changed the way I play Plank a little bit as well. Hmm. Like probably not a lot, but like little nuanced things. Also like Plank really likes... G'day and Mackenzie, like he would do anything for them. I think there was an episode where one of them had to die. Oh, it was the lighthouse episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and only one of them can survive. Two of them have to die. And Plank, like without a doubt, like not even questioning it, was like, G'day deserves to live, not me. And I think he thinks like that. Yeah, he's very selfless. When it comes to his friends. Yeah. And I think if anything ever came up like that again, he would make the exact same choice. Like, even if it wasn't the right choice, he would still make that exact same choice. It certainly seems like that, which is why I love to listen to the podcast, where you have, for most of the show, this, we'll keep saying Agent of Chaos because he is, but this comedy element that just kind of goes through every single episode. And then you get a scene like that and it's really touching and and heartfelt. Yeah. I think that's the nice thing about, about the podcast is like, there are a couple moments of like genuine, you can see that the characters are still people. Yeah. And like they have those good cause. I think that's the other thing is that maybe not Mackenzie. (laughs) <laughs> but G'day and Plank both deep down are like good people. Like they just want to help people. And then I think for Plank, it's, I don't know. G'day has this very defined idea of what good is. Mm-hmm. And she won't cross that. Whereas Plank is like, he would do what's good for his friends, but that doesn't matter what that is. Like um, there's an episode where they meet a poet and um, he's like, you guys are fucking shit. I'm going to tell everyone that you're shit. Like, I'm going to write all these poems and you guys suck. And Plank's like, doesn't even think about it. He's just like, I got to stop this guy because he's going to ruin everything for my friends. Like, I don't think Plank would care if it was just about him. If the guy was like, I'm going to ruin your career. Plank would be like, yeah, whatever. And just get on with it. But the fact that he was going to ruin G'day and Mackenzie's lives... Plank was like, there's only one thing I can do. And then he kills him. So he's like, I think deep down he's a good guy, but like he does what he has to do. But then saying that, like the way G'day reacted to that, I don't think Plank would make that decision again. So he is like, he's always a growing character, I think. Yeah. I think he's more... You can't just have a, a character that's like that one note and that's the only time, only thing they do. Yeah. Because you quickly get tired of them. Yeah. And I don't want him to be like one note. I feel like for a while he was getting a bit one note towards the beginning because I didn't really know what he was. But I hope that now 
he's a bit more nuanced and stuff. And he definitely, I think that he makes decisions based on what's good for everyone. But that's my opinion. So, well, I mean, I don't know. He's he's your character. Your opinion is probably the most valid when it comes to that. Although, <laughs> true. I did want to ask. You mentioned earlier about Plank just being this guy that always takes off his clothes and, well, had sex with a spider and a whole whole bunch of other stuff. What's your favorite recurring gag about Plank? Um, I don't know. Because I do few- think it's funny. That he just takes his clothes off all the time. I always yeah. think that's funny because it's always at terrible moments. Um, I used to say I'll punch him in the face a lot, but I got really sick of that like real quick. I was like, oh, I'm not going to say this anymore. Um, that's kind of the improv thing again, where violence shuts down a scene, whereas apparently taking shirt, your shirt off changes the scene entirely. Yeah, but it doesn't stop the scene. So no. it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, taking his clothes off is probably my favorite reoccurring one. Yeah, or just him just wasting time, really. Yeah, like, oh, what did we do today? Oh, I can't remember. Okay. That's how bad my memory is. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, we will wrap it up there, though. Um, to, oh yeah, to let you go and have have a proper evening. Um, Zach, thank you so much. We could. I'd honestly love to keep talking for the rest of the night. Just talk about more influences, where you get some of the ideas for when you're writing from. I did really want to talk to you about Star Wars Rebels. Um, cause I'm still I've, waiting for someone to talk to me about Star Wars Rebels. I will it's get, such a good I show. I promise I will get to it. I've watched all of it. I'm trying to get other people onto it. It's just I'm so rarely on Twitter these days. It's just, um, yeah. It's, no, that's it, fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, a, I, I really like Star Wars Rebels. I think it's... That, my favorite part of star wars and i love all of star wars so that was gonna be my other question that if you ever want to do a star wars game um, oh yeah absolutely 100 percent. if you ever do i'll get you back on and uh, we'll talk about how that goes for you oh it'll be terrible (laughs) because i will i don't i don't think i could do a star wars game to be honest because i don't know who i would pick i'd spend so long trying to create a character that i would just never get to the actual gameplay Yep. There's always, that's the problem. Character choice. It's the character creation process in a a video game where you're just sitting there constantly just changing the eyebrows a little bit so it matches what's going on in your head. And then it's like 3 a.m. in the morning and I'm like, ah, great. I finally finished my character. And now I sit through the half hour cut scene before (laughs) before I actually get to play. Uh, But where can people find you online? Where can people find the podcast uh, if they want to hear more stories of Plank? The podcast has a Facebook page, which is Fruitless Pursuits, which is Luke's. He does a bunch of other podcasts as well. Uh, there's dungeonsanddragos.com, dungeonsanddrongos.com.au, which is the homepage for it, which has all the podcasts on. Um, it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I think there's a Twitter for it, just Dungeons and Drongos. And then I'm on Twitter at ZachWH. Oh, no. I'm on Twitter at Zach W. Hall. I think for like 150 episodes, I was saying my Twitter wrong. Yeah. I did manage to find you anyway. And I oh, saw thank you. Um, Suzanne called you out, I think, on the last episode that went up. Which... <laughs> yeah. I wish she'd called me out 100 episodes ago, but that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. People find you anyway. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, and now the last thing I do ask guests to do is to say goodbye to our listeners as their character. Um, and it can just be a short message of thanks for listening, or you can threaten them or whatever you'd like, but however your character would say goodbye to an audience that they know is there. Oh, okay. Uh, how would Plank say goodbye to an audience? I'd be like, all right, everyone, it's time to take off our pants. Everyone come back to my house. I have a lot of beer and I have a very big portable hole. And that's that's probably what he would say. And then he would misty step away and then create a flame on the stage. And everyone would be like, ooh, the mystery. But boom, I'm behind you. <laughs> I'm back in the audience. Where am I? Oh, no. And then I just run away. 
And that's, that's exactly how Plank would say goodbye. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, hopefully you'll head over to the Dungeons and Drongos podcast and have a listen to them as well. If you've enjoyed listening to the last few episodes with um, some of the guests from, from that podcast, that actual play podcast. If you've got any ideas for upcoming guests, please head over to my Facebook page. It's at Tell Me About Your D&D. Uh, or you can send me an email, which is tellmeaboutyourdnd at gmail.com. I've also got the Instagram, which is the same, at tellmeaboutyourdnd. There's a Twitter account, tellmeyourdnd. Uh, there's my other podcast of Dice and DMs, which can also be found on SoundCloud or Apple or Spotify or wherever you're finding your podcast these days. Both my podcast, or both podcasts I'm on, I should say, Tell Me About Your D&D Character and of Dice and DMs, they're both available there. So please like, subscribe, share us with your friends if you've got someone who you think would be really into either one of them, please, please get the word out there because uh, that's that's the way podcasts grow and that's the way audiences develop. And I would love to hear back from you. As I was saying, if you've got someone that you think would be really interesting, if you'd like to hear about how they build the characters that they play in games that you know of, if it's somebody who has a stream, if it's somebody who paints miniatures, if it's somebody who just does cosplay, anything you know about them, if they're someone you're like, hey, I know they play d and I'd really like to understand what their thought process is when they come into making a character, get in touch. Yeah. The other option is if you want to send me your character backstory, we do have mini episodes, which are the um, Belothamog, the the watcher from between the stars, uh, finds a number of different characters and the backstory is then read out for all of our wonderful listeners. During October, I am taking part in the Polish Man campaign that is to raise money for children in or to stop abuse against children and violence against children. Uh, and to do that, I'm painting my nails depending on how much money people give me, but always have at least one nail painted throughout the month of October. If you are free to donate, I know it has been a tough year for everyone, but every little bit helps. If you're able to donate, please send, uh, you can give me a donation. The address is my.polishedman.com slash jeremy hyphen vine. There'll be a link in the show notes as well. The art for the podcast is done by Tori Tedeschi, who you can also hear on of Dice and DMs, and the music is by Poddington Bear. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe and may all your hits be crits.